Once again, welcome to the Bear Insider Ultimate Insider Podcast. I am Mike Pulaski, former Cal quarterback, member of the California Athletic Hall of Fame, former 11-year pro, and radio analyst for the Golden Bears. I appreciate you coming in today. We are talking about maybe the most important subject in football. And when you talk about a team, everybody always wants to get into X's and O's and execution and all the different schemes that you're going to put on the field and you know different players and talent and everything else but the most important in my opinion as a guy who played for 11 years professionally uh won you know a couple bowl games as a quarterback is the culture of the team the culture that you build around the athletes that are playing for you culture overcomes a lot of x's and o's it overcomes talent oftentimes and so building great culture is absolutely essential for any team to have success the guy who has to get that done on any team is the strength coach the guy who's in charge of human performance who's in charge of the weight room who's in charge of the running getting these guys to work hard every single day he has to build that culture he has to do it with the team he has to get that team to bond to be cohesive to make them a better football team well this offseason the bears hired a new head football performance coach his name is brian johnson he's awesome and I get the chance to talk to him today. Well, joining me now is new head strength coach, actually head football performance coach for University of California, Brian Johnson. A, it's a long title, but how do you like being at Cal? Tell me about your experience so far. Uh, so far, the experience has been great. Uh, you know, coming in a building and being new and not knowing the ins and outs, I've been, it's been a warm welcome. The people around have been very helpful and uh, so, you know, it's not that long path to get the things that I need. Everything has been pretty much a shortcut. Uh, and that's great when you have the right people around that have been around, uh, that are very invested in Cal and, and, and the success here as well. So they're making sure they're pointing me in the right direction. Uh, coming in with the great coaching staff uh, and this team of, of athletes that I've really enjoyed. Uh, it's, really, it's really been a great experience so far. And, and so one of the things we're going to talk about in just a little bit is culture, right? I am fascinated by culture. You and I talked before the spring game when I was calling up the Pac-12 Networks, dude. You got me all cranked up. Like, I was all, <laughs> all geeked up. I was ready to go put on the pads again myself. But let's talk first kind of where your basis comes from. Tell me about your background and how that translates to what you do now. Uh, you know, my background, I'm from Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, so, and my dad walked on at Florida State University. My mother, play, uh, not played, I'm sorry. She attended University of Florida. Uh, you know, in Florida, football is, is huge. So it's always been ingrained. My dad, we had season tickets to all those games, Florida State games. So I was around college football from a very young age. Um, and then, you know, playing high school ball and being recruited and deciding to go to LSU, uh, under coach Nick Saban is really where the foundation of, you know, kind of who I am and how I do things uh, really started. And, and I had some great high school coaches as well, but you know, the, the true uh, kind of building block of, of who I am started at LSU as a young player uh, under, under a coach that demands a lot and, and makes sure that things are done a certain way. Uh, and that's kind of where this started for me uh, as a, as a player. That's, that's kind of a nice way of saying it about Coach Saban, right? He's a bit of a hard-ass as a head yeah, coach, isn't he? I've talked to a couple of coaches. I tried to get him on my hunting show, and one yeah. of them, who was a Cal guy, said, you think Coach Saban's going to let me out of the building? You're crazy. I mean, <laughs> he had a real intensity to him about the program, right? Yes, he does. He has a real intensity about everything. Uh, there aren't many things that have importance over other things. If he's doing it and it's something that is going on in the building, it, it's all important. 
Uh, and the biggest thing is that everybody needs to be on the same page. Um, and, and that's, it, you know, that's how I kind of first saw Weld Oil Machine, uh, you know, working at its best. And all those, every piece to the puzzle has to be present at every time. And, and you, as a player, played, and I was reading your bio again today, but you got an SEC championship and a national championship. Yeah. Talk about how that affects you as a person. Man, it, it, it was really kind of the turning point of my life because I was able to, you know, everybody, every, a, a lot of people go through things and they're all, you know, you wonder, man, how much do I have to put in, right, to get what I want? And you get people spend lifetimes putting in so much and never really accomplishing what they want or getting to the pinnacle. And that experience for me was to see that as rare as it is to, you know, win a national championship or to get to the pinnacle at where I was as an athlete, I was able to see, be a part of that process and actually know that and, and see it for myself and not just hearing about it, right? You, you can hear things all the time and it's like, oh yeah, okay, whatever. But actually going through it and then reaching that pinnacle, you know, that process, man, it, it's tedious. It requires a lot when you talk about sacrifice, when you talk about hard work, when you talk about dedication, when you talk about consistency, all right? Um, and, and adversity is the biggest thing. Getting through adversity, having a bad day, having bad two days, bad maybe two or three days, but getting up out of the bed, walking into that building every day and pushing yourself to get out of that funk or to get over that adversity, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's on the, in the weight room, whether it's in conditioning, which is one of my weaknesses going into this uh, college football, conditioning and running 110s and, and those expectations was something that I had to get better at. And then watching uh, how the older guys and the coaches maneuvered in that whole deal, uh, that's what I remember most about that championship season. And that's what has really kind of helped mold me is understanding that everything's not gonna be perfect. Things aren't gonna always go your way. But regardless of what it is, you have to put forth the effort on a daily basis towards that desired result. And it's not always going to go your way, but you have to continue to keep pushing and keep going. And you never know when it's going to come. All right? And things might look bleak at times, uh, but you have to have uh, the passion and dedication to keep moving towards that. And, that. and that's what that championship did for me. And I'm not always in that mode, but... I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm there more than I'm not simply because I know that I got to get back on track because I'm doing something that's going to get me further away from the desired result than get me closer to it. See, that's awesome. That, that's the stuff that gets me cranked up, right? Like I got the goosebumps right now. I remember back to my playing days, Bruce Snyder was my head coach at Cal. We were, we were number seven in the country when we finished, but we beat Clemson like they stole something in the bowl in the citrus bowl. And it right. was, he called it being a lunch pail guy, right? You bring your yep. lunch pail, you go to work, and whether you want to or not, you show up, you play hard, you do your thing one at a time and focus on that exact moment. And so yes. I carried that with me for my entire career in right. that in the end of my career in the Arena League, the year we won the, the World Championship in the Arena League, I'm telling dudes, today, focus on this snap. Focus on this rep right yes. now, this moment. Doesn't matter what you feel like. Doesn't matter that your girlfriend's out there playing around on you. Doesn't matter what happened last night. Yeah. We are focusing on this exact moment. And when you get guys that can do that, it's pretty special. Oh, no, it is. 
It is. And, and that's, but that's what it takes. You know, that's also the other hard part. It's not just about the individual effort that you're putting in. It's about what everybody else is doing. And you might not control what everybody else is doing, but if they're part of your team, it's also your responsibility to be accountable for them just as much as it's your responsibility, responsibility to be accountable for yourself. Uh, and that's when you see the special things happen. Uh, those special things happen when you have people in a building who are bringing other people along. Uh, so, you know, I might not have a good day, but the man next to me, you know what, he's rolling. Let me, let me go that, let me go that way. Let me feed off of him. It's okay to ride a coattail every now and then. That is magic. See that, that's the thing, the accountability, right? And it's, I, I'm not getting political here, but accountability is out in society today. There's no accountability left. Nobody ever has to take responsibility for their actions. But in a football locker room, right, that you have to be accountable for your actions and the, the actions for the dude next to you. So you better be that player in practice. It brings that level up. So now, by the way, now we're getting into culture, right? Here we are. We're getting into culture. I just I get cranked up about this stuff, man. This is awesome. But it's, it's bringing that dude next to you up. So when, when he's having a bad day, or you're having a, a good day, you're telling him, hey, pick it up. It's time for you to go. Everybody else out here, all 115 dudes is counting on you. Yep. Yep. And, 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 and you have to expect the same when he's on and you're off. You know, you can't take it personal. You can't get into your feelings when somebody's holding you accountable, right? You have to take it as, okay, this guy loves me. I, man, first thing, first lesson I, when I got into college and I used to, take coaching personal, all right? And then a coach told me, well, you know, don't be mad when a guy's coaching you. If he's coaching you, that's a good thing. You get worried or you get mad when he stops coaching you. That's it. That's why he doesn't care anymore. If he stops coaching you, that means you probably won't be getting much playing time and somebody else has been put ahead of you going to coach somebody else. Uh, So that's that's kind of the thing to deal with. Being a great teammate is you have to be able to be coached, not just by the coach, but by your, your teammates as well. Yeah, and it's got to be the competition across too, right? It can't just be, hey, I'm an O tackle. My O guard is picking me up. No, that D tackle, yep. if, he, if he's having a good day, he's going to kick my ass if I don't bring my A game to practice today. And so you no can't doubt. take that personal, right? Can't. He is driving you to be that next level guy. I yep. love that. More than any other coaching position on the staff, and you can argue this all you want, but I've lived it you know, for five years of college, for 11 years pro ball. The strength coach is responsible for developing that culture. You are around these guys more than anybody else. You are doing it with these guys every single day. You're with them in the weight room. How do you get that message across to college players? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's the good thing about being here is that I got a head coach that has a great message. And a lot of my message feeds off of what he's saying on a daily basis. Uh, so, there, is, there aren't multiple messages going on. That's the other part about culture is it need, the language should be the same. And what I do is, is I take the language of our head coach and I'm always reiterating those things. And the good thing, I, you know, that's always been a benefit for me too is because I have the experience. I've been some of the places that these guys want to go. So you already kind of get that buy-in and that trust. You just flash that championship ring at them, right? Put that championship <laughs> ring up there. It's like, hey, I got mine. What are you guys doing now, right? Oh, no doubt. And this is how you get it. This is what I've seen. And this is how we get it. It doesn't have to be exactly the same way, but there are founding principles that we have to follow in order to get to where we want to get to. And those things will never change. 
I don't care where you are, what you're doing, they, they won't change. Even if it's not in football, those things will never change. Um, so that's that's the biggest thing is, is, is one, especially in co college athletics, you have to identify the guys that are willing to do it, first and foremost. You want to talk about uh, holding people accountable, you know, and, and us as coaches, we're leadership. We're leaders. All right, we're the leadership. But, you know, we're not in the locker room. You know, we're not out on Saturday night. We're not in the dorm room or the apartments. We're not at the bar when adversity may hit in the bar. We need leadership within the team. And I think that's been my biggest thing as a coach is find the guys who are willing to be leaders, the guys that are willing to maybe not be everybody's best friend at certain times. They're, they're okay with some of the younger guys talking behind their back about, uh, about how they uh, coach uh, younger guys or talk to younger guys, right? The guys that are okay kind of being the a-hole in the locker room. Identify those guys. And then those are the guys you want to get to. Those are the ones that you want to have some of those, some of your best talks and your best lessons. Because I don't need to be up in the team always talking and giving a message. I don't always need to be the one in front of the team setting the standard or setting the expectation. All right? You coach those guys who are willing to do it. And then all of a sudden now I just get to do my job. I have a sheet of a workout and I get to direct and tell them to work out. And when something's done that's not pleasing to the guys that are okay jumping out and saying so, they come out and say, hey, coach, I got something real quick. And they're giving the guys the expectation. They're saying, hey, you don't walk on that. When you're done, you run. Hey, no, we're not going to finish one yard past the line today. We're finishing five yards past that line. When the team's doing that, when the players are starting to do it, that's when you know you're headed in the right direction. So for me as a coach, it, 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 it's kind of it's probably not very good to say this, but I'm looking for the way out of having to do those things as soon as possible so the players can, because I won't be on the field on Saturday. My time is up. And if I am that's on the exactly field on right. Saturday, See, that's exactly right. you got to have that prick. The team, yeah. the, the team has to have that prick that, yeah. that they need, right? And yeah. if they don't have that dude – See, the way human nature works for everybody at home, I know you know this, but the way human nature works is that it's, it's, it's not cool to push other people. It's not cool to be that guy. And everybody wants to be cool, right? Because human nature is we want to be accepted as part of that society. But yeah. on a team, you don't want to be accepted. On a team, you want to be exceptional. And right. so as right. a result, you need to be that guy that goes beyond the I want to be accepted into the I want to be a leader. I want to take this effort. I want to take this mentality. I want to take this toughness to that next level. And if you're not that guy, then you're just part of the program. But if you're that guy, you lead, then you can make something change. No doubt. And, and, and you want to get that. You want to have that because that guy's going to have to leave at some point. And you want him to be able to seat that into somebody else that looks up to him and says, okay, this is how it's supposed to be done. That's how I learned how to be a leader. I didn't go to LSU as a freshman knowing how to lead. Uh, collegiate, I, I'd be a, you know, in college. I didn't know, but I had people that I could watch. And I'm like, you know what? I like the way that he leads. He, every time he talks, everyone is quiet and we do it exactly how he says. And then you learn. So setting that early. So it just kind of, it just revolves and the guys that are willing to do it, they're going to emerge on their own once you kind of get that culture set in. And, you know, that's, just, that's what we're starting to see. Those are the certain the things that we're starting to see here. We have a lot of guys that are okay stepping up and leading. And it's, it's really mainly those uh, those super seniors and then a couple of underclassmen that are feeling good about that. And, at the, at, you know, towards the last couple of weeks of summer, I was just directing. I call out a drill, tell them toes behind the line and tell them when to go. And that's that's all I had to do.
And boy, those super seniors are really bought in, right? Those are guys that decided to commit to come back. So those are going to be your guys that are going to be leaders, right? Exactly. And, and, and it, was, it, it was very easy for me because in the spring, in my first spring here, all of them were in the same group. So it was great having them. And they were the last group of the day. So it was great because I got to talk about the entire day with them. Hey, this is what I saw from your team, all right, and the, the three groups ahead of you. These are the things that you're going to have to fix because there's going to be a time where you're going to be in front of them. These are the things that you need to know what's going on. So that spring was really just a process of me, uh, and 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 they didn't become they they weren't they didn't become leaders when I got here. They were already leaders. They were already the foundation of the team. They already had a really good foundation for what they should be and who they should be. I just was able to come in and help direct some of their attention. So we didn't have to waste time for them finding out of their own. When they walked into this summer and now it's a big group and they're around the majority of the football team, especially when it comes to our skill and our big skill guys, they already knew what the issues were. They already knew the things that needed to be fixed and they knew exactly how they needed to fix it. Yes, you're a super senior and you're in the front of the line and I know that you're locked in, okay? But do you, are you sure that the guy five guys behind you is locked in too? It's your responsibility to make sure that not only that you're locked in, but everyone else in your line is also locked in. And when we started to get that stuff rolling, man, it just it, it, it just started to become really special around here, especially in the summer, uh, with watching them, you know, kind of take some of that advice and applying it on a daily basis. I mean, that's a special group. We got a special group of guys that have decided to come back here and give it another shot. That's pretty awesome. And that's great. It's a it's a great segue now. You had a really long offseason. Right. They, so great planning, Coach Wilcox and the staff to put spring ball early so that you get a full what two periods, right? A full weight training in yep. terms of in terms of blocks, right? To get yes. out and get ahead of things. Talk about how that went. Talk about the, the planning behind it, the concept behind it. And then we'll start to get into science because I know that you're like big time into the science of the workouts now. But let's talk about, you know, kind of giving yourself that long space for strength and conditioning offseason. Well, you know, when you have that, when you have time, okay, that's, that's the one thing as coaches, we're always battling is time. Uh, when you have time and you can look at a calendar and you're like, oh, okay, I have this many days, you, you, you get to be very strategic and smart about how you plan what we're going to do, all right? You're not rushed to have to work on five qualities at one time. Okay. Well, hey, right now, this is where we're lacking. Let's work on these three qualities in this four-week block, all right? If we're through some of our science and technology and testing, if we're at a certain place once we get through that four weeks, okay, now those three qualities can time that they don't go away. You don't stop working on them. You just put them a little bit to the back burner, right? You still they're still present because you don't want maintaining, to maintaining, right? Keeping right. what you gained and working keep, on the next thing. You keep it and then you work on the next set of qualities. Then once we find out now, you may find out after that four weeks that you didn't get what you want out of those new qualities. Well, that needs to stay present. It just will be present a little bit more than it won't be as much as us throwing it on the back burner. OK, we might move on to three other qualities, but we still have to keep that one quality that we necessarily need to get better at and keep that a little more present as well. So what that does is that just helps us with progressing these guys into the ultimate goal. And that's being able to play four quarters of football. Or, I mean, I'm not even going to say 12 weeks. I'm going to go down to 15, 16 weeks of football. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's the goal is, is playing as many games as we can uh, as possible. And, 
you know, a lot of times I find is when you give them, when you give the body too much at one time, the results aren't always what you want. And then you might, you know, you might only come out with two or three qualities that have improved. When if there are nine qualities that we're saying important, we want to, we want to, we want to hit, we want to improve all nine of those qualities. And with having that time, we can strategically do that on a day-to-day basis and make sure that we're getting these guys where we want to get them to, to perform uh, at their best. Right. And so obviously any strength coach, any performance coach is going to be judged on strength, speed, agility, size, right? Those are the big ones. And then toughness yep. on that yep. last one. How did that go this summer? How did it come into shape for you? What, where did we make the big improvements? The team looks yep. explosive to me. You know, when I came out and watched the team looks explosive to me. What is it from your perspective? From my perspective, you know, I, 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 I'm going to train these guys to be as explosive, as powerful, as strong, and as fast. I mean, all those things as much as we possibly can. I will honestly say the biggest change that I've seen is our big guys, our offense and our defensive line. The, I, I, I can say that we've gotten more athletic. We definitely got them more explosive, but we got them bigger. We increase the girth on these guys. And it all started with increasing the food. Right. You know, when you when the food is available, like we can get what, what we're doing in the weight room, we'll get stronger, we'll get faster, we'll get more explosive. But when you add those things along with the food that we've been able to provide and we're still looking to increase, man, I tell you what, bodies just start to grow and they look big. And, you know, linemen, you know what you're looking for? You're looking for hips and calf and, and thighs. Right. And the backs and and. These guys, they, they've done a great job. I mean, the energy our offense and defensive line had, the effort that they came in, the, the leadership that emerged in that group, to me in this offseason, that was the biggest change is through our big guys. The dedication that they had, I mean, you're talking about a really good group of guys, and you got to understand now, I'm an offensive lineman at heart still. Yes, so sir. when I see those type of changes now, I'm, you know, I, I love watching a guy run 21, 22 miles per hour. Trust me, that's great. And we got a couple guys that can do that, all right? When I see our big guys running up and down the field, and in the first workout, our end of the summer workout, when they the group came together and it was a team workout, and you hear your running backs and your wide receivers and your quarterbacks like, man, our offensive linemen and defensive linemen are working. Yes, they have been, they've been working, and that's why I wanted to get them in front of you. Uh, because I call it – Online, I call them the backbone of the football team. And they are, right? The, the O-line especially, right? They set the emotional state of any football team, any team I've ever been on. If the O-line is good, solid, you know, it has all those qualities we talked about earlier, then the team yep. is going to be that way. If they no don't, doubt. then that team's going to be splintered. The big guys no set doubt. the tone because, A, they're generally the smartest cats. They're the biggest cats on the team. They're yep. tougher, you know, tough as can be. And – they're selfless, right? Their job requires them to be selfless. Exactly. And so that's the emotional leader of your team is the offensive line. Yep. And, and that's what we talked about all summer. I mean, I even talked to, you know, I, I call it the backbone of the team. And I talk about, let's talk about the backbone. Let's talk about the spine, okay, of, of, of human anatomy and how important that is. It's the foundation is where everything comes from. All right. The brain, it works directly with the brain. So uh, that's just, that was the emphasis for us as a strength staff was improving our big guys. And yes, our skilled guys. I mean, you talk about those super seniors, you talk about Nico Remigio, you talk about, I mean, Cam Good, KD, uh, Kakoa Crawford, um, you know, Chris Brooks, 
we I can go on and on about our skill and our big skill guys. Okay, they're great. Elijah Hicks, Marcel Dancy. Uh, <laughs> I I mean I can I, I'll just be listening guys for days. Okay. Um, the fact, the fact that there. you can do that though, that's like that's the thing. Usually you get a coach, you get like two or three names because those were your performers yeah. in the offseason. But the fact that the list just keeps going on and on and on. The list keeps growing, and 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 trust me, it's 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 hard to please me. I'm I'm not easily pleased. I have. I have a very high standard when it comes to guys that I compliment. And I probably, and I, I do feel like I've been a little more complimentative here than I've been in the past, uh, but I'm not fighting that. I just think I'm trusting what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a group of guys that don't mind coming to work every day and giving it their, their all. Braxton Croto, Oren Patu, Ray Woody. Man, I, I'm gonna, I need to stop naming guys because I'm going to miss somebody, and they're going to watch and say, oh, Coach B didn't say my name. He means all you guys. Hey, the guys that he doesn't mean, you know who you are. So he means all you guys. Don't take it no personal. Doubt. We're just doing this live. No, no doubt. I mean, even yeah. in our big guys, you talk about Big Val, uh, Matthew Sendrick, McKay, Everett Johnson, Ben Coleman, a dude, you know, Will Craig, the energy, the effort, Man, I, either, either I'm just kind of changing as a coach or these dudes are really they're, – they're going hard. And I, I think this they're going hard. They want to win. They want to prove a point. This team was, you know, picked to be really big in 2020. They didn't get that opportunity. And they're seizing every day right now. Um, and we still have a long way to go, and they know that. I tell them just as, as much as I call them, I tell them we still have a very long way to go. We're only in practice five. Uh, but I like where we are because our leadership is intact and our team understands the standard. And now they're, you know, they, they see Coach Wilcox every day and his message every day is amazing. It's, it's, it's everything that you want to hear from a head coach. I mean, it gets me fired up listening to him after practicing in meetings. Uh, so, you know, it's only up from here once you get him, once you get this team around him. There's only one. Yeah, I mean, he's awesome. I've seen him in his leadership, his style, his thought process, really good. Yeah. Let's talk about the science that you're using with these guys. Okay. It's pretty fascinating stuff. Uh, I talked to Mike Velasquez, really good friend of mine. And he like he called me out of the blue. He's like, you got to see some of the science that Brian is using, like the strength and conditioning stuff. It's really cool stuff. Tell me about what you're doing with this team that's special. Oh, well, I think the biggest thing we're, we're using is our, our catapult GPS. And, and basically that system – it just gives us an outlook into exactly what is going on in a day of training. Uh, it gives us a total score on stress and all the different stressors that we're putting these athletes under. You know, you think about stressing, you're like, oh, you know, they squatted 500 pounds. Well, you know, there are stresses that we put on them on the football field in conditioning or, or training uh, where those intensities and those forces can't be duplicated in the weight room. I don't care how much weight you put on the bar. Uh, so this tells us exactly how much we're putting on them on a daily basis. Uh, where that becomes important is, is it helps us manage stress, okay? Um, does it predict injury? No, it does not. What it does, it gives us an outlook on how much stress is placed. Stress will cause fatigue. Then we know fatigue could give us all kind of different things. One of those things that we don't like is injury. Uh, so what we try to do is we try to limit fatigue, meaning we get to progress these athletes based off of where they are. Now, you're coming off a COVID year where training is down, where you have these athletes that train month, day after day, week after week, month after month for their entire life, and then you have a period where they don't. Well, what happens to the body? 
anybody that's worked out for a significant amount of time and then just taking this a week off, right? And then you go back in thinking you're going to be able to do what you were able to do two weeks ago and it's not there, right? You lose it. Right. So think about how much you lose in a month. Well, some of the technology and the things we're using give us insight, one, into what was lost in two days, three days, 10 days, 20 days, right? It gives us an outlook into that because it, it provides baselines. Where were they when they were at tip top shape? Okay, they're coming off a break. Where are they now? Hmm, okay, 20, 30%, 40%. He didn't go home and do anything at all. Right? So that, that, right? that, help, that helps me decide what are we doing day one? What are we doing week one? You start to talk about the qualities that we want to train, right? Well, how do we know that that's a quality that, that we need to train at this time if we don't have any objective data to tell us that that's happening? DPS provides that. Some of the jump data, the things that we're doing, the test readiness in here tells us that. Uh, our bridge app and letting us know the tonnage of the day gives us that information. Then we take all that data and we just put it together. It gives us stress. It gives us what we've done from a mechanical load standpoint out on the field, in the weight room, and now it helps us plan for the next phase. Okay, well, hey, these jumps, we got 10 guys that hit new maxes on their vertical jump today. Okay, well, one, that means that they're ready to go and probably run fast tomorrow. So let's set them up for that. Let's see if we can have a big sprint day. And then let's have what, what needs to happen after that sprint day. Well, man, these guys got a lot of yardage, what we call sprint yardage. Well, what does sprinting do? It, it, it fatigues that central nervous system. It's probably one of the things that will get these guys more tired than anything they'll ever do as an athlete or it just period. All right. So what do we need to do the next day? Our data gives us a measure of what they've done on that sprint day. So now we can make sure we're getting them closer to recovering that next day, but also getting as much gains as we can as possible. What quality needs to go after that day? What quality needs to go before that day? What quality needs to come three, four days after that? That's what the science does. And I can go on about this now. I, this is my deal. This is your thing. Clear, clearly, this is your thing, right? Like, <laughs> we are right now in your ballywick. Like, you're digging yeah, the science is, stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I love it. And I'm trying to grow and get better. And, and Coach Blasquez, just, he just brings a whole new perspective because he's been around it. He knows it. He's highly intelligent. And being in a situation where I get to bring my, my expertise and my staff's expertise and then – Got a guy like Coach Blasquez that is is helping us out and giving us more advice, and I get to learn as well. You get to certain positions in life, right? And it's hard to find people to learn from. It's hard when you're a head strength coach. It's, you don't have the people around you with that same experience. Yeah, power five head strength coach. You're you're pretty much at the top of it right there. You're pretty much at the top. Well, I got a guy who's got enough experience for five head strength coaches that I know. Just right across the hallway. I think I spend more time in Coach Blasco's office than I do my own. Yeah, he's amazing, isn't he? Like, he like is. you talk about a dude who gets it, he gets he it. He gets it. He like, gets he it. He just gets it. And he gets the science and he I mean he gets everything. He just gets every it. every piece of it. And I'm yeah. going in there just getting gems. All right. Yeah. What yeah. am I not seeing? Because there's something I'm not seeing. And now I get to see four, five, six, seven, eight. Things more things than I would see normally because I have him across the way, along with the great staff. You know, when we come together and we're meeting, we're I mean, we go we can go for hours just off one uh, one day of practice just because we're all just throwing all these things out. So um, when you talk about science and you talk about data uh, and, and understanding 
what stress does to the human body. It's an amazing thing. And that's what we get when, we, when we're looking at tech, using technology. It's not uh, the here all be all, but it's a tool. And we're trying to find as many tools as we can to make sure we have a full toolbox so we can give these guys what they need. And with the understanding that one guy is not going to need what the next 10 guys need. Right. It it helps us individualize what we're doing to pinpoint, okay, this is what this guy needs to get to the field on Saturdays. How can we give it to him? What are we seeing? All right. And then you're trying to get, honestly, on Saturday, you're trying to get anywhere between 25 and 30 guys to the field every Saturday that you got to have that you're saying we're going to be successful. We have to get these guys to the field. Will it be perfect? No, but the closest we can get to it, all right, we'll be okay. And that's what the science and that's what the data is giving us is how can we get as many as those 25 to 30 guys to Saturdays to be able to perform at their best on a week in and week out basis. Which is awesome. And it's another perfect segue. How do you do that? Now, what, what's the focus of football performance training now that camp is in, now that we're going into season, how does your focus change, right? Off season, bigger, stronger, faster, more agile, tougher. Yep. Now we're in season. How do we manage that? What are we looking for? So in season, we're we're basically looking at now how is practice stressing them? It's a huge uncontrollable, especially for us, because we're not writing the workouts. We aren't writing the practice scripts. So just like I told you, we can look at what stresses they got in the day of training us, and we know how those things affect their body. So if I'm looking at an individual and I see those stressors that might bring that individual down, then I can pinpoint, okay, well, this is what we need. We need some extra regeneration work for him. So maybe this guy won't come in and get the same lift that everybody else is getting. We might start to try to get that body back going, work on some breathing, and get that central nervous system turned back up so he's ready to perform the next day. That's, that, that's where the managing process comes in. Oh, you didn't get a big load today. It wasn't a big day. Well, let's, go get up on, let's go get up on this trap bar and let's put some weight on the bar. And we know that we aren't stressing this guy to the point where he's not going to be able to perform the next day because we've seen what type of stresses he's having. We spent a whole offseason looking at what these stressors do to each individual. So right now we're just trying to make sure that we're giving the coaches their athletes on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and that they're ready to roll. So much different than when you and I played. I mean, even when you played, right? You were 15 years right. after me, but but like everybody ran 16 110s. Everybody. That was it. We're all just doing everybody. the same exact thing, no yeah. matter how many routes a receiver ran during practice that day or how yeah. heavy that O-liner squatted that day or yeah. what was going on. Everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's on the same yeah. page. Get on the treadmill. Let's all do it. No doubt. And And you know what? That stuff worked for us too. Right. I, I have a national championship trophy doing that stuff, yep. you know, but if I'm okay sitting here saying, if, if I'm okay doing the same things that happened to me 15 years ago now, when I had a Nokia phone and my, the phone, the, the, the game that I like playing with that little centipede game, right. Every right. Time eat, whatever that is. All right. And now I got an iPhone that can control a spaceship by, you know, a couple of touches on an app. Right. Uh, then I, the shame on me. You know, we always have to look for ways to get better. We have to look at ways to improve and evolve just as the world is doing. You go and you ask, you know, Coach Saban or Coach Belichick or Pete Carroll, were they doing the same things as coaches 15 years ago? No, they aren't. And the reason that they are and the reason they're able to sustain their success is because they are changing some of the things that they've done. They're doing things better. 
And, and that's what we try to do. And I think that's what the data helps us do when we're looking from a science standpoint. We're always looking at what can, can, can be better. As good as I thought this offseason was, I think as, for me as a coach, I want to say it's probably one of the best that I had. But we're going to sit down as a staff and we're going to figure out what we could have done better. Uh, and and, and that's, where champ, that's where championships come from. That's, what, that's when they're made. And, you know, whether it happens this year, next year, or 10 years from now, I'm still going to chase that. But we we shooting for that thing this year, man. I, I feel good, and, and the more I'm watching, the more I'm around. I feel good about the, the place that I'm in right now and the people that I'm around. So whatever the result's going to be, I'm going to feel good about it just because of the environment and what, what I'm seeing right now. Well, that's pretty awesome. Obviously, as a coach, as a person, you're always looking to improve whatever situation you come into. University of California, Berkeley is unique, boy. It is, it it is. is elite in terms of everything you have to do as a coach. You know, oh, not God. just Pac-12, not just Power 5, but there's other stress, stresses on you that you have to find a way to deal with. And, yeah. and bringing a guy in who improves the mix is a huge deal. I think Coach Wilcox clearly did that with you. Like I said, I just get pumped up talking to you. I appreciate I'm going to take that. all your day because I know you got a bunch of dudes to train. So yeah. I appreciate you coming on, man. It's I awesome. I love me. what you're doing with them. I'm looking forward to seeing the Bears this year. Looking Thank forward you. to seeing the results from you in the offseason. Thank you. Look, look forward to seeing you again too, man. It was, it was good being around. We could talk some shopping. And like I said, I, I feel good about what we're doing. So it's, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. I couldn't ask to be in a better situation. So you can see I geek out a little bit about the culture and the weight room and everything that goes on there. But I know the core, the soul of a team is built in the weight room during conditioning, doing those things that suck, that you hate to do. But if you can do them, you can be accountable and you can build that toughness. You can build something really special. It's great talking to Coach Johnson. Appreciate him coming on. Great that you guys came here and joined us. I will be doing another one coming up soon here. I look forward to talking to you again next time. Go Bears. The Bear Insider Podcast, Ultimate Insider. I'm Mike Pulaski, and I'll talk to you again next week.